pounds meet the sea in a clapboard shack by a broken down tree. There's a light in the window, just salty gals inside. I'm not sure if they're witches, but you know that's implied. Got the storytelling, ego swelling, pillow talking, moonlight walking, see Welcome to the Sea Hags podcast. My name is Chris Jeppa. And I'm Katie Nordgren. And we're here with our wonderful guest today. Emily White. Thank Hi. you. Hello. Um, we're recording here live from East Vancouver in our little clapboard shack down by the bluffs by the industrial part of the ocean in our luxurious recording studio called The Quiet Keep. I met a crab today. <laughs> it is fireworks season in Vancouver, so in the background of this podcast you may hear not only the occasional boat passing by, foghorn, or siren from one of the petroleum plants along the way that might be on fire, you will also probably hear a whole lot of fireworks coming through, so we're just going to try to power through it and hopefully no small dogs are listening to this podcast. <laughs> and if they are, put them in their thunder shirts. <laughs> Not a sponsor of the podcast, but they could be. <laughs> What's a thunder Call shirt? me Thundershirt. It's a pressure thing for dogs and cats so that they don't freak out when they listen to uh, fireworks. They have them for people, too. They have them for people, too. Yeah. Oh, my Comfort God. Vests. Comfort vests. This sounds like something that I really want, and that's it's... actually perfectly related to the topic <laughs> of today. So we've invited our friend Emily on to talk today about comfort <laughs> and hedonism and all the kinds of ways that we try to achieve comfort in our everyday lives. Okay. As you are. And uh, so first we want to start, as we shall start every podcast, she says on the first real episode of the podcast, <laughs> with a little check-in. So uh, how was your week, Emily? Um, it, w- it was good. It was a bit long. I spent part of it in very uncomfortable shoes, so I'm glad we got to Friday and things are good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so what are what are we all wearing at this podcast? This is the most comfortable that we've probably ever been. We've got a lot of loose pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, stretch fabrics. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. There's yep. some comfy Jer- socks. Some jersey, some modal, mm-hmm. perhaps. Uh, eight-way stretch cotton. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing Ooh. nine-year-old Lululemon pants that I uh, inherited from my sister-in-law. Wow. Yeah. So that's like broken Flared in. Flared leg. They are ancient. <laughs> They've come back around. They're stylish again. <laughs> yeah, especially the holes in the crotch. That's really, uh, it's a real sexy addition that I've made by uh, rubbing my thighs together really rapidly over the last four years. Eventually you can make your uh, Lululemon pants into a compression vest and you just put your head through the <laughs> gonna crotch. Turn them, gonna turn them into Whoa. Lululemon hot pants. <laughs> I'm sure your ass will still look fantastic. Oh, thank you. Um, so not a high-heeled shoe in sight, so we get to sit down. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned, you know, we're going to all come together on a Friday night, and normally maybe we'd stay inside and just chill out, but it's like this is kind of like free therapy, just for the price of a bottle of wine, a little recording studio, mm-hmm. and some gourmet hot dogs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was our... Our dinner was wine and hot dogs because <laughs> we're very classy, classy ladies, classy lassies. Mm-hmm. How was your week, Katie? My week was actually pretty productive and interesting and fun, and I started it on Sunday night by going to see Florence and the Machine live at Rogers Arena, which I haven't been to an arena show since I was probably, like, 21, I want to say, and I am (laughs) now. And uh, it's just about as weird as it used to be. Uh, I only smelled weed once at the show, which felt weird to me, and it was in the bathroom, so I'm thinking maybe her fans are a little bit more responsible than the average show I would go to. <laughs> right. 
That's just, really bizarre to me because you think that yeah. Florence would like ride in on a big cloud of weed smoke <laughs> with like a big white dress trailing behind her. Yeah, with birds of prey carrying the train or something. That wasn't what it was like at all. It was kind of like something that you could take your mom to, which I mean, that's great, but Very wholesome. it's way more wholesome than I was expecting. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but it was good. That was a great start to the week. Uh, been been just working like a little worker bee. Um, yeah, and being lazy when I got some downtime, wearing all my comfy clothes. Good Fantastic. times. <laughs> How about you, Chris? What's uh, been going on with you this week? Um, I have been very productive in my uh, relationship to capitalism this week. <laughs> <laughs> I did a lot of paid work, which is very exciting because last week I did a whole lot of unpaid work, volunteering for a whole bunch of shit that uh, took up a lot of my time with not a lot of downtime. So I was very happy this week to just like go to my office job do some training, hang out with some new people that we've hired who are also very cool. Exchange your labor for capital. Yeah, and then also like impart some uh, some knowledge, or as I've heard somebody refer to <laughs> internship is uh, knowledge philanthropism. Ooh. So you're not getting paid, but you're earning my knowledge. So at least these people were getting paid for okay, training to good. be there. So <laughs> I feel pretty good about that. Cool. <laughs> so Emily... Can we start? Can we put you in the hot seat a little bit? Sure. Every seat is a hot seat. <laughs> it's, I tried it's my very cozy here, actually. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I tried my very best after our introductory podcast, which you may or may not have listened to. We were so hot and so sweaty that in preparation for your guys's visit, I've left the studio windows open to let in the sea air for two hours before you got here to just make it nice and icy. And already I'm just sweating. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. So it's... Breathable fabrics. Yes, breathable fabrics. (laughs) There will be layers removed. Removed. Yeah. (laughs) But that's all right. Um, But can you tell us just a little bit, just to give a little bit of an introduction about yourself, some of the things that you kind of do or enjoy doing. <laughs> you don't have to talk about your day job if you don't want to. Okay. <laughs> or you could because it's I, very interesting. I can. Um, so by day, I'm a science communicator for neuroscientists. Um, so yeah, basically I manage communications for a research institute that focuses on the brain. So that's... The brain is in your head. It yes. is. It's in, it's in the top. Yeah. The top part. Yeah. Above the eyeballs. Above. Uh, well, behind them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So that much I know. Great. <laughs> and then by night, I write about food and I cook. And my uh, my first cookbook came out in April this year. It's called Well Fed Flat Broke, it and is. it was an amazing blog for a long time as well, which I it's read still going, religiously. But... <laughs> okay. <laughs> excellent. Yeah. I still check in with it from time to time. Yeah. It's a lot. There's a lot less posting, but it's still it's still very much mm-hmm. alive. Um, and I'm just working on the next one now, so oh, we'll see awesome. what happens. Ooh. Yeah, and hopefully I thought somebody that, wants to buy it. I do, definitely <laughs> do. I bought the first one, so mm-hmm. oh. yeah. I thought when you said I worked on my first cookbook, I was like, well, that was a little hubristic. <laughs> <laughs> but you have the second one ready to getting ready to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. they say you need to do seven books before you can before you can live off your work. So I gotta get those Jesus seven books out. <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little bit tiring, but you know. It's yeah. uh, it's food wedding, so I do a lot of eating, and that you know is, is it's always its a joy. Re- its yeah. own reward. Yeah, I just so congratulations first of all for that because I Let's thought that cheers. was really fucking oh, badass. Thanks. Yay. <laughs> I like that. Only the finest crystal for oh, my friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought that was very very cool. One of my favorite <laughs> things that you've written recently, if I may compliment you just a little bit was talking about ingredients and where to like where you really need to go for the really good stuff and where you can actually 
not have to go for the amazing stuff because it's going to get blended in with other things and you don't have to get the highest quality. And so, like, when I cook and I want to make a fancy meal, I would, like, go out and spend $50 on all the ingredients, (laughs) like, getting all the things that the best this, the best that, the best all, like, even the best flour to make a pastry to go and the blah, blah, blah. It's like... You have a very good <laughs> um, metric of knowing, like, this is actually worth it and this not so much. Yeah. So I would, yeah. And it depends. Like, sometimes it's worth splurging, but by and large, people can't tell the difference. And so if it's a very, very special occasion, I'll whip out the good vanilla. But so I'm not going to go crazy on, on super expensive ingredients. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of shortcuts you can take to mm-hmm. fix things, too. Can you give us some hot tips? What is, uh, what is something you should always cheap out on? Oh, hmm. I do canned beans, which is terrible. Is it? Yeah, isn't it? There's a BPA is really bad for you. Oh, I love the BPA. Well, you know, it's a nice tang. No one's gonna live forever, <laughs> but <laughs> I just feel like it's you know building up in my bloodstream. It's it's yeah. probably good for me. Yeah. Yeah, I buy you know all-purpose flour unless mm-hmm. I'm doing something really special. I buy Canadian tomatoes. I don't buy the San Marzanos. I buy, you know. I buy store brand Worcestershire sauce and mm-hmm. yeah, I, I skimp. I do. Lee and Perrins is furiously dialing right now. Well, they can call me. I will work for them. <laughs> I'll do whatever they want. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things you can save money on. Mm-hmm. I buy good quality butter, and I buy good quality ice cream and and sustainable meats. But I mm-hmm. will skimp on a lot of stuff. Cheese, yes. cheese is worth spending on. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You know what I really am sad about sometimes is I lived in the UK for just a short amount of time, but oh my God, the cheese oh. there, it's so cheap and so plentiful and so delicious. Yeah. And then coming back home, I just got <laughs> really sad about it. Yeah. <laughs> just crying and eating a block of four ninety nine cheddar from yeah. Safeway Marble. on a park bench. Yeah. <laughs> home. <laughs> it has like, its place, but not on a cheese plate. On <laughs> shitty nachos. Yeah. When yeah. you're drunk. In Scotland, I couldn't really get a good, like, strawberry, really, to save a my vegetable. life. Well, there was a few. You get some, like, pretty good tomatoes and things like that. So I had a lot of, like, ham and tomato sandwiches. They do really good, like, breakfast rolls. But just the cheese oh, was yeah. so good. And, yeah, yeah, it makes me sad. I'm very happy to <laughs> uh, to live near sort of a little Italy type area that, yeah, that helps. has a lot of good cheese places. So. Chioffies. You know what? Chioffies, we... if you're listening, please sponsor us. <laughs> uh, so Wear an olive bikini. I don't care. <laughs> this is already the second episode that we've devolved into drooling over cheese. Um, totally respectable. <laughs> yeah. So that's why we thought you'd be a really good first guest. <laughs> We're hoping it's a recurring theme. I'm currently covered in cheese. So. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Uh, excellent. So cheese is comfort food, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So we just, I don't know, you're you're kind of a gal, Emily, that uh, <laughs> likes comfort. We have lots of Twitter exchanges about comfortable pants and... Or no pants. This is a, a legging situation here mm-hmm. that I've got. Leggings you've, or pants? You've been an ardent, ever since I've sort of known you, I think you've been a very ardent defender of leggings. Yes, I am, an, I am not a pants enthusiast. Um, two separate people have now given me pajama jeans. Um, which I think says something about me that maybe isn't good, but they are awesome. <laughs> can you do you wear, can you wear a pajama jean out? Is it is it clearer that they're pajama or yeah. are they more pajama? Or are they more jean? In daylight, they're <laughs> definitely not jean. <laughs> they're more like a like a royal blue yoga pant with 
obvious stitching, so they're kind of terrible. Oh my god! They have a billowy flare leg, but you know, you go into the liquor store, whatever. <laughs> you don't have anybody to impress the yeah. liquor store, <laughs> Carl. Yeah. The, I have such a good relationship with the people at my local liquor store, which, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a sensitive, caring, kind person. I like to make human connections with people, but they also see me a lot. Oh. And they've now seen me in the current pants that I'm wearing now that are incredibly <laughs> billowy. I said to you, these are only indoor pants, but I lied because I have <laughs> worn them to the liquor store before. Oh, that doesn't count. Yeah. Anything within like a block radius. That's your house. house. That's yeah. your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You live there. If you, especially if you live in the city, that's your yard. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No pants. No pants. No pants. (laughs) You heard it here, folks. No pants. I even have really embarrassing work pants because I live right by a mall with a Rietmans, and a lot of Rietmans pants don't have waistbands. So most of my work pants, with a long shirt, you can't tell how embarrassing they are. They're very comfortable. (laughs) So you're a professional lady. Well, you've got a a job that requires you to be in an office that you can't wear straight-up pajamas to. Um, I also, I have an office that is sort of professional. It's more of a field office. We also do research stuff mm-hmm. and it's in the downtown east side. So no one expects you to like come super like glamorously, but we still, you know, there's some office attire guidelines yeah. that you want to follow. Um, and so, and Katie, you also work in an office that probably is like relatively chill because you work with students as we've talked about before. Yeah. Uh... I'm sometimes, you know, I've never actually asked about the dress code, and I'm afraid to ask because they might tell me to not wear the things that I already mm. wear all the well, time. Business uh, casual is not well defined. It's no, very I'm a fairly, yeah. <laughs> I'm a fairly demure person in general. I don't walk around with a like shelf full of titties spilling out or anything, but that's just biology. Like I don't, I don't have those. They're, they're, <laughs> they're petite and they are <laughs> easily covered up. But uh, I am not a regular 30-year-old in that I look like a weird cross between Ronald McDonald and Sue Perkins from the Great British Bake Off, and I have a tendency (laughs) to wear sweaters that have dinosaurs all over them, so it plays well to the students, but I don't think most other adults necessarily see me as one of their peers. (laughs) I look like a weird kindergarten teacher, like an off-duty birthday clown. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. It's Clear. <laughs> That's you my dress code. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so there's sort of the never ending quest to get into business casual, but with comfort. Yes. So I worked in a tourism office for a long time and business casual was like very strictly enforced. Like, I, oh, okay. you know, I'm, I'm a thicker milkshake <laughs> and I wore I wore Aren't a formal I wore a formal short to the office in oh. the summertime. And they got really upset. And there was, you know, a different shaped person that also worked in the office that wore a formal short and she had no repercussions. So there's oh. like, I've always had this struggle with, uh, with the business casual attire and how, f- um, informal you can be. Mm-hmm. We're just pouring the rest of the wine here. We're peeing. <laughs> I hope not. It's just wine. Um, but then all the business More casual stuff that I've tried to contain my body in to like appear more respectable or more put together, crisp, tailored (laughs) lines and all that are like so fucking uncomfortable. Mm. And if you're, especially if you're working in an office job, you're sitting all day. So why would you wear things that constrict? Oh no, 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 no. So (laughs) I've bisected my belly button too many times. It's starting to look like a very angry mouth. I'm a really big fan of a tight, like an opaque tight and a wrap dress. That's, that's my... I really like that. That's your fancy jam? Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's with, you know, you wear a nice boot 
Nobody knows. A fine boot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the the concept of uh, a secret pajamas yes. has come up, and this is something that I talk about kind of incessantly at work. And people are always like, what do you mean, secret pajamas? And I say, well... If you knew Emily, you'd know. Yeah. yeah. Do you look at me right now? And they're like, oh, you look very nice. You look put together. You're wearing, like, a dress and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I'm actually wearing pajamas. Mm-hmm. I literally... <laughs> or something you could sleep in. Exactly. Yeah. Something incredibly comfortable. A t-shirt that I maybe did sleep in. Who knows? <laughs> but just with a little flared skirt over top, and it just makes it look really put together, and people think that you're super dressed up. I don't know. I feel like this is like a thing that when I bring it up, people are really shocked and sort of amazed by. And then they're like, oh, I want it. So I wanted to put this in recording for posterity to like spread the joy of secret pajamas. Well, I think people just don't understand. You can be comfortable all the time. (laughs) They just don't know. (laughs) I think that people who put a lot of effort into looking the sort of respectable sort of put together uh, are so invested in that and so invested in the effort that they put in and they don't want it to go to waste that they're very judgmental about secret pajamas. But you can can buy very nice garments that are secret pajamas. A waistbandless jegging. (laughs) How do they stay up? Oh, they do. They're they're very, they're very. Do they just like, they just hook onto parts of you? Yeah. They're tall enough that they come over the, 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 middle part the bulgy part the bulgy part the part that so comes they, out yeah all of this um so yeah they, they sort of suck into for the your listener body. she just pointed at all of herself just like anywhere from my neck to my butt is covered in fabric <laughs> so yeah you can find containing garments mm-hmm. that will that will swaddle you <laughs> in comfort in your workplace <laughs> that sounds like a thunder vest or whatever yeah the anti-anxiety you just yes. need light pressure everywhere and not in one specific place that is yeah. also where you are at your pudgiest that which sounds is lovely middle yeah. of me just like a beautiful cocoon yeah. to get you through the day yeah can i just wrap myself in like a jersey blanket and put a belt around it and that's call that an outfit that's a poncho that's a poncho and they're very in season Oh, is I understand you. it from Rietman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I walked by there the other day and everything just looks like they stole it off of a Navajo reservation and yes. flung it on themselves. They, they let it fade a little bit and then they put it on a mannequin. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's a, quite a time to be alive. If <laughs> <laughs> so oh. <laughs> we're talking also about comfort things so comfort in the workplace Mm -hmm. very essential how about comfort at home what are some of the ways that you make yourself comfortable at home katie good lord i (laughs) well at work uh i didn't really go into much of my personal style but i tend to i see i'm i want to say somewhere between a hard femme and a soft butch Mm -hmm. type style uh i think like a like a nice fitted pant and a blazer would be my ideal outfit but i just don't want to work out and be slim. Um, That sounds like a lot of work, and that's kind of what is necessitated if you want to buy pants in stores. I found um, I'm a size 14, 16. Uh, Let's just, like, put that right out there, and that's average, and I can't buy pants that fit me. They don't exist, so I don't wear them. So mostly I just wear tights and sweater dresses Mm -hmm. or you know, flowy gaucho shorts and a tank top or something, like, depending on the season. <laughs> is I'm gaucho very... racist? <laughs> is gaucho racist? I don't know if it is. I didn't a know. Ooh. A culotte. It's a culotte. Like a flowy capri. Uh, please don't send me angry letters. I didn't know. <laughs> I don't know if it is or not. I'm just being real careful about <laughs> real it. Real careful. 
um, but when I get in the door, um, I'm a disgusting person and I'm sweaty constantly. So by the time I get home from my commute with a thousand million students and gross people also getting off of work, <laughs> I'm, the I'm just, it's mean? the bus. Yeah. I take the bus. I take the SkyTrain and I uh, get home and I just peel everything off immediately. I take a 30 second shower and I put on my Costco pajama pants and shirts that are so old that they probably were with me in high school. So I oh, just covered softest. in holes. Like I'm gross. I give nothing to my spouse in terms of being a very attractive lady, <laughs> but not that I have to, but I don't <laughs> at all. <laughs> I rely on hopefully my charm and my cooking to maintain. It counts for a lot. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. You're keeping them alive through cooking. Yeah. What else are they going to do? <laughs> Eat Wendy's all day, every day. Yeah, try that. <laughs> Good luck. I have a story that is, it's not super mine to tell, but it's very short and I'll keep names out of it. But a friend of mine wound up wearing his wife's jeans to work by accident. <laughs> they have small children. They're sleep deprived. It happens. Just a big heap of laundry. So he put on her jeans and wore them to work all day and couldn't understand why he was so uncomfortable. He couldn't fit anything into his pockets anymore. <laughs> and he realized, like, I guess at around midday that it's like, oh, no, these are my wife's pants. And these are so non-functional. This is terrible. And he's like, he sent, he like wrote a tweet like, I really empathize now. <laughs> yeah. We have no fucking like, functional but pockets. Like, but like, seriously, like walk a mile in her jeans. Because oh. he was like, I understand now why you want to rip them off immediately as soon as you get home. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I never had that visceral feeling before. And feels yeah. so good. And he's yeah. like, there's nothing that feels as good as taking off a sweaty bra at the end of the day. Mm. The, the pleasure of that, if you could bottle that feeling. Yeah, I may have, I may have reached a new low in that area as well. Um, I'm currently wearing a genie bra. So <laughs> oh my God, from the infomercials? From, from the shopping channel. <laughs> it's really it's like the ab roller of bras. What is it? Please tell me. Okay, so it's basically a sports bra, but they it, it does, it supports, boobs are up. There's a there's a band here that keeps kind of everything in place. It's <laughs> it's very comfortable. They have modesty panels, but I don't use them because I, I put them in and then they move around. So I just <laughs> it looks like you had googly eyes. Yeah, I, I want to <laughs> say I just free ball it, but it's not quite the right <laughs> word. But yeah, I've gone to uh, now I'm in I'm in genie bras. And pajama jeans, pants, pajama jeans. <laughs> You're my hero, actually. Yeah. Yeah. By the time I'm the ages. 50, I'm just going to be wearing forever lazies. That's going to be my yeah. I think you a were... snuggie on the front and a snuggie on the back. Yeah, I have two snuggies. I could do it. Emily, I think you were the first person that I knew that owned a snuggie for real. Yeah. In like a very unironic sense, you were like, "No, these are actually great." And then yeah. my mom got me one <laughs> for my birthday, like. God, five five years ago is that right? Could it have been that long ago? Yeah, they were really big. Snuggie's been with us for this long. Uh, yeah, I believe so. And I was like, "This is so silly, Mom. Why would you get that for me?" She's like, "I saw it on TV, and it sounded like my mom doesn't sound like Those that." Those kids yeah. were having so much fun in their snuggies. Oh, in the campground. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're raising the roof very yeah. whitely. But then I used to live in an apartment that had no. Um, insulation basically like it was an old building it had single pane windows in the winter it would get so cold the snuggie saved me it does i could sit on the couch and just put my arms through and like something about it's like it's fleecy deliciousness like really <laughs> and it has like really practical applications like for somebody who's wheelchair bound like somebody mm. who gets around in a wheelchair all day if they're chilly like a jacket's not very convenient like 
they can wear you can wear a jacket, but if you're cold, it's so perfect because you don't have to access the back. It's just all for the front, and it just covers you up, and it's really convenient Great in that in case. Car. Does Snuggie sponsor this? Or? <laughs> we want sponsorship from Snuggie, Thundershirt, <laughs> Chaffee's Italian Deli. And Leon Perrin's. Leon <laughs> Please call us. We need money so bad. <laughs> and we will shill anything. I... As long as we can eat it, wear it. Uh, I was going to say something else that was gross, and then I decided not to. Yay! <laughs> Some integrity. Just a tiny bit. <laughs> Left in this podcast. <laughs> for now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not for long. God. Yeah. My, my comfort at home is very much like a pair of slippers that I got in Scotland that I have now worn a hole through that I cannot wear outside, but they're so comfortable, and I just always want to wear them all the time. So they're literally falling off of my feet, <laughs> but I just love them so much. And uh, and then these billowy, billowy, billowy pants. <laughs> I love your billowy pants. Your trousers. Yes. Yeah. I remember making a really conscious oh. decision early on in my Our wine fell over. current relationship, and um, he was coming over. He was going to come visit me, so I wore a really slutty top and SpongeBob SquarePants pajamas. <laughs> pants because I wanted to introduce him to like this is how it's gonna be it's like <laughs> this is, it's sexy but it's but it's not, not sexy <laughs> but that shows like you're I'm a multifaceted person I have like many different I levels yeah. <laughs> I like to be comfortable Spongebob big tits but also look at my boobs <laughs> <laughs> and was he just like I'm all in now you're married and have a child <laughs> well he was a little confused at first but I feel like I'm sort of a toxic person because I'll bring everyone down to my level and so in the beginning he was like wow it's weird that you wear pajamas all the time and then I bought him a pair and he's just as bad as me now. Come home, pants off, pajamas on. I'm wondering if we could take a little trip in the way back machine because there's something I've known. I don't. I haven't known Emily necessarily for 12 years, but we met in a creative writing class at Quantlin College oh. before we were even into our 20s, I think. Mm. Uh, and your husband was also in that class, and this we was you, you we did not together get together then at all. No, not at all. I mean, you barely talked to each other. Or yeah. did you? Uh, no, I don't think we did. Because I, I seem to recall that before you were <laughs> even together, Nick acted as a reverend at a fake wedding that you had. Well, that was part of my ploy to... Um, yes, okay, so... <laughs> So, it's a very complicated story, but I was supposed to get married to somebody else, and um, that didn't end well, uh, but I had I had the date set aside, and we were going to do something. So, instead, on that wedding day that I was supposed to have, um, we all got together, and I got a blow-up doll, <laughs> and um, everybody dressed in their finest finery, and we had a fancy wedding at a bar, and uh, my husband is... Um, he's a pastor's kid. Uh, so he dressed up in kind of, he had this, um, it was like a priest hooker costume somehow. So he was wearing his priest collar top and then a mini skirt and fishnets on oh the bottom. Have you not God. heard this story before? No. Oh, we're coming is, up yes. on the 10 year anniversary of it. I'll, I'll share My... with you. <laughs> okay. Carry on, please. Okay. <laughs> so the reason I know we were meant to be together is, uh, it, he wore pants on the sky train to downtown to the bar. And at the end of the night, he forgot his pants. And so we had to go back to collect his pants. And that's how I knew this is going to work out. <laughs> it's like so, a real Cinderella story. It's so so magical. he married you, but not married you. He married you in a blow-up doll. Yes. The blow-up doll's name is Peter Pecker. And <laughs> that was the name on the box. Yep, that was. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a magical time. Um, my friend 
popped him, but everyone was <laughs> fucking him or uh, she fell on him. General he enthusiasm. Just, he was just very death by misadventure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Poor he had delicate bones. <laughs> Avian bone syndrome. <laughs> yeah. So hot air. So yeah, we had a unicorn cake, and um, we started the night with we had a bucket of chicken, we had macaroni and cheese, we had jello with skittles suspended, but it didn't really set, so it was kind of jello goop. But we mixed it with baby duck, so it was kind of a thick champagne (laughs) slurry. It was kind of thick champagne. (laughs) Dude, thick champagne is my new band name. name. No No. band name. That's much better. I'm sorry. I mean, thick champagne it's may already pretty, be a stripper. It's a pretty good stripper name. I like it. <laughs> so yeah, that's um, that's how we started. But we sort of targeted him because we knew he was a pastor's kid, and also he was really cute, and I liked him. He was really cute, but he wouldn't what talk happened? to I'm me. No, yeah, he's still very cute. He's a handsome him. dude. Well, we first when we were we met in Quantlin, and then we met up again at UBC a couple years later, and he was in three of my classes and he never talked to me. There was one class where he would sit behind me on the diagonal, but he would never sit beside me. So this was my ploy. He wouldn't hit on me, so I had to make him my priest. So <laughs> And then you made him your man. Yeah, we yeah. just gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now we're all just sad. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> no. In a good way. We're sad yeah. in a good way. A very fulfilling good way. <laughs> it's like, again, I'm just going to keep just blowing smoke up your ass this whole time. It's like, I just love the way that you talk about your relationship and, like, your relationship with your child as a parent where it's, like, just the driest, well, most cynical, but, like, so real and with such good humor, but also such love where it's like, I'm still doing this. I'm actively choosing to keep doing yeah. all of this stuff. It's hard. It's not My cat missed on my towel, et cetera. <laughs> Yeah, that was just yeah. today. That was, that was a relaxing yeah. time in the tub. But <laughs> yes, but it's like it's not as glamorous or, or super fancy or whatever. But it's like no, this is great and it's real and we're doing it. Yeah, and here we go. And it just makes me excited to be a parent, <laughs> which is weird because you're just very realistic about the whole process. Well, I feel like you can't really do it unless you have a sense of humor because mm-hmm. it's so ridiculous. Like so much of it is just like if an adult did these things. This, the things that children do, you wouldn't let them in your house. You would kick <laughs> them out and not let them come back because they're insane. But, you know, you you, you take it every day. and <laughs> You also have a Twitter feed. Is that still going? It's at Regressive Parenting. Oh, that's something. We need to get back to that. I have mm-hmm. a friend and I, are, we're working on something, but we both have a lot of other projects and keep needing to come back to that. But, yeah, it was our goal was to write um, an honest parenting book. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I think the world still needs it, honestly. I, I feel like it does. Yep. No but. matter how many of them come out, we could still really use that sort of dry real Well, they never go as dark as you want them to go. <laughs> oh, I want them to go so dark. Amazing. <laughs> My friends with children, uh, you, you included, have all been extremely honest with me about the prospect of having... And I'm a very child ambivalent person. I love kids, but I'm very ambivalent about having them myself. Um, and po- partly because my friends have been so honest about the sheer amount of shit and vomit that they have to deal with. They learn uh, to deal with it, but it's a few years. <laughs> a few years of some pretty intensive fluids and yeah. things. Yeah. It's detritus. People tell me, you know, oh, just get a get a dog if you really want kids and blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, the dog never learns to clean up after itself, but kids eventually will. You hope. Yeah. Right? Yeah, um, so. You hope. 
<laughs> hope kids can wipe their own butts at some point and, and because like, it's so undignified. And I've, I've worked in, like, mental health housing for a long time, so I've definitely dealt with a lot of terrible bodily fluids. Then you're... Yeah, so I feel, I feel pretty okay. Yep. For, <laughs> me, for me, it's the idea of the lack of sleep that's really bad. Mm. Like, my friend has two children and neither of them are good sleepers, and so she always has had that sort of, like twitch in her eye where it's like just one thing one thing has to go wrong one thing and I'm gonna fucking lose it well maybe that's why I can keep good humor but his mind sleeps he's a very good he's a big kid so if you feed him a big pile of bread and peanut butter he'll sleep for his whole life <laughs> amazing oh let's get on the gums yeah <laughs> my grandma swear to god would tell me that that she used to do that to my mom and oh, all okay. Cause she's from Scotland my <laughs> grandmother so oh just a, I can't do a Scottish accent to save my life but she would straight up do that when, oh, with their teething, that was her legit parenting advice to my mom and her sisters. Like, yeah, just rub whiskey. A hot toddy was a remedy for a cold when you were five. I We had cherry brandy because mm-hmm. it's practically cough syrup. It's basically cough syrup. <laughs> was, well, I guess you're right, Dad. <laughs> so. Yeah, oh, we don't feed that to the kid, though. No, <laughs> yeah, it's, I guess we've learned some stuff. It's too Since bad. It's too bad that we did learn People that. pay more attention to what you're doing now, I think. Oh, they're watching you. More surveillance. <laughs> Always. So as is sort of a natural progression, we're talking about comfort and we went to discomfort pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you guys like to take just a very short break? Because I'm getting real sweaty. Okay. And just kind of sure. air out the studio <laughs> and maybe refresh our wine. Let's do that. Okay. Do that? All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> You don't actually have so to So we're back. Fine, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just at the break, we were discussing um, pregnancy cravings and post-baby bodies and uh, how Emily did not gain any weight with her... You lost weight. I lost weight. With your pregnancy. Yeah. And then gained weight afterwards by uh, having breastfeeding chicken. Yeah, so... when I was Not breastfeeding a chicken, but... You know, I could have. I was very productive. Um, but... <laughs> So yeah, when I when I was pregnant, I was sick all the time, and all I could eat was um, plain Cheerios with skim milk, and I ate grapes and I drank Slurpees, and that was all I had the stomach for. So I lost 17 pounds. He was a nine-pound baby, and I was 17 pounds off my pre-pregnancy weight when I had him. And so I was like, "Yeah, look at me!" And then everyone <laughs> said, "Oh, you you know you lose so much weight while you're breastfeeding." Which, in theory, you do. Um, So I thought that means you really need to eat. And the thing I wanted, I wanted two things. I wanted fried chicken and peanut butter and brown sugar sandwiches. And so... I've never had that before. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, it's amazing. (laughs) I can't even make a sound because my eyes are too (laughs) wide that it's taking up space in my face. What is a peanut butter and brown sugar? Do you grill it? You can. You can do anything. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. You can do anything. My grandfather used to eat these. So he would do peanut butter. No, he would do butter and sugar. So butter and just brown sugar. And he would toast it. But I like a craft peanut butter and a bit of brown sugar on there. But anyway, so I gained 30 pounds. <laughs> so none of this is baby weight. It's it's chicken weight. Fried chicken weight. <laughs> sugar weight. Uh, and I was also uh, regaling with tales of... Uh, recently I discovered how to make fried food at home. I mean, it's pretty simple. <laughs> but it's just something that I never really thought about doing. But my partner is a big fried food aficionado and often has a KFC craving, but gets sick every single time KFC is consumed. Uh, you got to so, be comfortable with a little diarrhea. 
Yeah, you gotta just be chill with your diarrhea. Sorry, uh, am I ruining this for everyone? Nope, <laughs> not at all. I, um, so, if you're listening to this on your lunch break, <laughs> or maybe. If you, what if you're listening to this and you have diarrhea right now? You feel so supported. Oh, yay. We're there for you. <laughs> also, why are you listening to this while you're shitting? <laughs> well, if. I could go you know into you so can. many reasons. You can. Why? You're allowed to do that if you want to. It's sometimes I'm nice. glad you're so comfortable with us so quickly. It's sometimes nice to just have some comforting voices in your ear. Well, it's you're just sweating it out. It's just distracting you from like feeling like sick fluey garbage. It's like sometimes when I'm really sick, I can't even keep my eyes open to watch Netflix. So just a podcast is gonna do it for me. So basically so. if you're if you're pooping your life out right now, uh, we're in support of you. And, and you'll you. be fine. You'll you're be gonna, okay. You're gonna get through get this. Get some Pedialyte, uh, have some saltines. It'll be okay. Kaopectate. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so right back to the food. Uh, <laughs> so discovered how to make pretty darn good fried chicken and uh, had some friends over a couple weeks ago and got really really wasted and then decided uh, I love batter. Batter's the best part about any fried food. So why don't I just fry batter? So I made batter bits and we ate. Oh God, so much, so much, <laughs> so much. I think it's why I'm still greasy now. Like I'm extra <laughs> greasy everywhere. I feel very slippery, <laughs> very supple. I was noticing, Katie, that you've got a glow. Seven, no, seven <laughs> herbs and spices just emanating from you. <laughs> fragrant. Thank you. <laughs> it's basil. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh Lord. So that's a comfort food, uh, and I bet you were really looking for that after you uh, were barfing for you know nine months and then pushing an enormous baby from your body. Which yep. I remember the tweet that you made the day that you gave birth, which was just had a baby. That shit is uncomfortable. It certainly is. I laughed yeah. for about three hours about that, to be honest. Sorry to laugh at your poor oh, no. snatch. No, it's, it's really more my tailbone that suffered because he was nine pounds and flipped. So oh. he basically crushed my tailbone, and it's still not right. What a dick. I know. I'm, I got a lot of stuff that when he's a teenager, I'm just going to start bringing up in front of his friends. Mm-hmm. The thing is, they embarrass you for so long. You got to be able to pay that back mm-hmm. so i'm understanding that more where it was like oh parents they're just corny and so they embarrass you by just being corny it's like no 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 it's actually payback because yeah. you've made them go through so much gross stuff in public yeah exactly <laughs> yeah like what no yeah no <laughs> because you know this uh podcast is gonna last forever and so your son is gonna be listening to this like he doesn't want to totally. go back in the archive so we'll save him <laughs> The uh, secondhand embarrassment of strangers talking about him, but he is like he's super cute, and he's, nice, and he's you know he's very comfortable with himself. Yeah, yeah. good. That's yeah. good. You're That's raising good. a a comfortable young man in this weird world. Mm-hmm. Yep, hates pants too. Oh, yeah. raising him right. Oh, Absolutely. it's genetic. Yeah, so <laughs> nature nurture. So those nurture. Are, so Emily, those are your big comfort foods. Hey, like a peanut butter and sugar brown sugar sandwich oh. and a fried chicken. You got anything else in your wheelhouse that you're really uh, when you feel real down when you've had a rough week and you come home at the end of the day and you're just like, gotta fix this. Oh, yes. Okay, so there's this woman who runs this Vietnamese place right near my house and she is a, a, a touch off. Um, she's, it's like she, you know, she's just very passionate about what she does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was immense reframing. I love you so <laughs> much for <laughs> She's very sweet. 
a little intense. Yeah. But anyway, she's amazing, and I love her. And um, she makes the best pho, and she tells me that she does it better than anyone, and they are all doing it wrong, and Just she's the only one doing it right. And she's right. It's really good. So she's detailed the whole process for me. But I don't know if it's that I love the soup or I love her, mm. but that's that's my go-to is, uh, is a big big bowl of that and they make the okay I sound terrible but they make this thing called deep fried ham so if it's <laughs> that's been, got your name written all over it <laughs> so if it's been a bad week and I'm also still a little angry I get the deep fried ham <laughs> the anger the is like taken away it's just another layer just a seasoning on your fried ham so it's like, fandango it's like a bologna that they fry a hunk of and they batter it and then they deep fry it and then they slice it and then they put salty pork bits on top <gasps> And so a pork garnish. It's a pork garnish. It's so good. <laughs> so you eat that and the pho and you watch all the Netflix and you feel just one with the world again. Mm. You go to sleep because oh. there's so many minerals and good things in that broth and the, and the ham makes you the... real tired. <laughs> so. Ham's a sleepy meat. <laughs> Especially fried. <laughs> Especially fried. Well, Chris, how about you? What is your, uh, what is your go-to comfort food? I already know the answer to this question. Okay. What do you think it is, and what should I okay, say? Okay, I think is? that there are there are there are several different options. But if you're sad at work, uh, it's pretty obvious that we're really close because we talk all the time. Yeah, this uh, I'm actually really curious. You gotta to have see. a meatball sandwich if you're having a really bad Ooh. time, and so you can get that either at the at the subway if you're feeling real shitty, because that's a fast fast track to a meatball in your face. <laughs> or there's like an artisanal sandwich shop near you that does a good meatball sandwich. Mm-hmm. Is it meat and bread? No, it's uh, the Uncommon Cafe. Oh, okay. And uh, they are a very lovely location that is very community-friendly and great, and their food is cheap, and they make fucking meatball stuff with ricotta. <gasps> oh, yeah. And that's their meatball sandwich. Oh, delightful. Nice. My mouth is water. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, a meatball sandwich is definitely a good thing. My partner is vegetarian, and so I definitely eat meat on my lunch break. Mm-hmm. It's a good compromise. We cook beautiful, delicious vegetarian food at home in the evenings, yeah. and then at lunch I eat a lot of meat. It makes me real tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But on a, on a day where... I need it, then yeah, the definitely the subway is, is definitely dropped in favor because mm-hmm. the uncommon cafe is meatball sub is like so far superior and you can oh, eat okay. half of it and be super satisfied and then you have the other half at like four o'clock. Oh, I was gonna say that's the, that's the part you eat because you hate yourself. <laughs> that's what I'd eat. That's why I would eat it. <laughs> I'm I'm trying I could eat the whole sandwich, but I'm trying this thing where I don't fall asleep at my desk. <laughs> and I found <laughs> Because, you know, like, I used to work longer shifts, now I work a bit shorter shifts, and so the day goes by faster. And if I nap, you know, just take... I don't actually nap at work, but, like, you know, you kind of zone out for a little bit on your lunch break, and Mm -hmm. then you try to, like, come back into it, and, like, okay, I'm super motivated, we're going to push through and get all this stuff done, because I'm leaving earlier. Yeah. It makes it very difficult. So I'm trying to do, like, eat the half of the meatball sandwich, have a just a hell of a good time with it <laughs> and then it leaves you wanting more and Ooh. then you eat it like before you leave work nice it's before you lunch. go to the gym it's dunch. So it, yeah <laughs> oh i like that sorry yeah. i took it from archer mm. which is probably not the best place to get things it's better from than but Liner's not. No. Oh no no! Dunch sounds good. Dunch is good. It sounds firm. It's very much like it's your time. <laughs> Dunch, put it in your face. Yeah, literally four thirty. I will eat a food and then I will go to the gym and just like because <laughs> otherwise, honest to fuck, like I've enjoyed going to the gym. 
<sighs> which is something that I never thought that I would say in my life, mm-hmm. but it's it's made my heart feel good. <laughs> well, that's what it's for. <laughs> and and uh, it's made my anxiety really lessen just because, like, normally running for the bus and having my heart rate increase would, like, trigger a panic attack. But now oh, okay. that my heart is, like, a little bit stronger from lots of cardio, I don't get triggered into, like crazy fight or flight anymore mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. Good. and but I can't go to the gym if I'm like super hungry because I'm just like I feel terrible angry exercise super mm-hmm. angry you're not yeah. comfortable right <laughs> thank you for just like just bring it back, back to the topic um and so then if I eat a thing at like 4 35 before I leave work then I'm actually like okay now feel good feel Top blood sugar yeah I feel centered mm-hmm. I feel grounded I am actually going to make a conscious decision to go to the gym it's a fucking block from my house like why don't I just do it and I've been really enjoying it fantastic so but the meatball sandwich really helps by being huge excuse me and divisible (laughs) good so would you say would you say I was accurate that in my in my uh assessment that the meatball sub was like one of your top comforts that's my lunch comfort food okay and that's about categories yeah that's about proximity rather than desire okay so <laughs> I know that the thing that I really want most of all in my neighborhood when I'm working is that particular sandwich. Mm-hmm. Whereas in at home, it's all about the creamy pasta. Ooh, Ooh yeah. I like a creamy pasta. Mm-hmm. So I, I make, still love a craft dinner. It's yeah. bad, but I love it. I love it. And one of the best skills that I ever learned in my life was in cooking class in high school. They taught us how to make a white sauce and thus began my descent. <laughs> Making a roux. Yeah, how to make a proper roux, stir in the beautiful, like, the butter, the flour, and then the milk slowly and just, like, whisk it till it gets nice and thick and then add the cheese. Mm. And uh, <laughs> so doing that, like, really... That's what you need. Yeah, it, it's amazing. So I make really beautiful Alfredo. I make, like, mm. all kinds of really great creamy sauces. Like, I make a really good clam sauce mm. to go on a pasta, which you can get cans of clams at oh, the yeah. Shoppers Drug <laughs> Mart. Clams. You can. Clam cans. And it actually works super well if you make your own white sauce and then yeah. stir in canned clams with the clam juice. Mm. Mm-hmm. Gotta love a little. You can actually Canadians. buy a bottle of clam nectar. Which Canadians is really love idea. clam juice. We love it. Yeah. Uh, we don't have Bloody Marys. If you're in the States, we don't drink those. We drink Caesars. Well, they don't taste right. If the, you need you to gotta have the clam, the clam juice. juice. You gotta have the clam. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As that could a, get rude. That could get rude. I was also gonna say, as a sea hag, mm-hmm. we harvest our own clams from the ocean. But, I use them to make my bras. Yeah, but as sometimes I get lazy and I just go to get clams in a can. Clams in a can. Especially because you don't want to get, like, red tide or whatever. Like, you don't want to be toxicityed. That's not a word. Mm-mm. You don't want to get Our, toxified. We're not a system of a down record from I'm the a, year 2000. I'm a science. <laughs> <laughs> I know what science is, Chris. <laughs> let's chime in here. <laughs> that's not science. Is a Caesar... is kind of a pretty comforting drink, hey? If that's, like, a bit of a hair oh, of the dog situation. I hate Caesars. <gasps> no! We're both very disappointed. <laughs> I have a whole cookbook on them. On Caesars? Uh-huh. Oh, dude. <laughs> it's by Mott's. <laughs> oh, like a book like they're the Clamato <laughs> Lobby. <laughs> they're invested in you loving every the Every single one of them. They're so good. I just you don't, don't like care for it. It's That's fair. The Ish. tomato juice in general, and especially with clam, it's viscous. Yeah. It's thick. <laughs> I like it with a lot of ice. I like it with a lot of ice. Right, like, right. Uh, And it's, for some reason, tomato Hot juice sauce. tastes really good on an airplane. Well, There's, there is a scientific reason for that that I can't remember, but that's it's fine. about look your it up. glutamate receptors. Yeah, 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 look it up, yeah. people. Just look it up if you want to know. <laughs> We're yeah. not going to tell you. 
Apparently, the glutamates are more appealing at that altitude when you're starting like to dehydrate. Yeah, it's the only place I ever have just tomato juice by itself is on an airplane. That or ginger ale, like things that I don't drink normally, which is weird. But I'm a very anxious person in the air, so I need to comfort myself. <laughs> you were a talking about being in the air, and you just got so fast with your talking. <laughs> I don't like flying. <laughs> I am uncomfortable when I fly. <laughs> I'm a very nervous person. I like to catastrophize. And so putting alcohol into my body is often uh, the best solution, if not a great idea in general. And alcohol is the solution. Hail. I'm so sorry. I just quoted that joke off of a fucking pub sandwich board. Oh, no. And, uh, <laughs> kick me out of this house. <laughs> this is our shack. We live here. Yeah, I know. We can't no, leave. There's nowhere to go. Um, have we... Talked about your comfort foods, I guess, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we did. We did the fa, the, um, yeah. yeah. Basically yeah. anything meaty or sugary. Mm-hmm. My Sugar meat. Sugar yeah. meat. Yeah. And so, okay, so this is another challenge. So <laughs> indulging your partners with other food needs, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So I have a vegetarian partner. I have a diabetic. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how do you, how do you get into comfort food that kind of assesses that. So I'm like trying to figure out, so like a creamy pasta is great for a vegetarian that's not a vegan. So we're pretty good on on those things for sure. Well, and I guess it doesn't really affect blood sugar too much to have a lot of protein, so. Protein protein and fat are fine. Um, um, he's, he's, he's insulin dependent, so that is good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not great, obviously. No, but my mom is but too, so she can actually use the. You can count your carbs, where mm-hmm. if you're, uh, if you have, type 2 diabetes and you're on metformin, for example, you really have to know what you're doing and you don't have as much control. So he can kind of gauge if I'm going to poison him or not. And (laughs) so if I'm like, it's carbs night, he'd adjust accordingly. (laughs) We don't anticipate it'll shorten his life by that much. So so he's mostly okay. But, but yeah, um, we do, we do steer clear of a lot of fluffy white potatoes Mm -hmm. or fluffy white rice. Mm -hmm. There's actually white rice you can buy that's diabetes friendly. Ooh, yeah. low GI. Low GI. It's a basmati, which is already low GI. That you mm. can get a. That's my favorite rice. Fantastic. It is the best rice. <laughs> I uh, recently reread your cookbook, Emily, and I noticed that in there that you use a lot of whole grains and low GI grains. Like mm-hmm. you have a recipe for a barlato, which is a mm-hmm. risotto made with uh, barley. Yeah, that is my shit. Oh my I God. love barley. It's barley, so good. barley's my jam. You can't fuck it up. No, and that's the thing about putting it in a risotto is, especially if you have small people running around, risotto is finicky. You have to get it right because mm-hmm. if you do it too, if you cook it too much, it's mush. But you can't cook barley too much. Well, you can, but it takes a long time. And you're probably not going to do it. You have to do it on purpose, almost. Yeah, like, put it in a stew, and it fluffs up, and it's great. But if you're doing a, a risotto, you actually can get that risotto texture out of a cheaper, um, probably more healthy grain. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's a really good recipe. I'm going to make it this week, I think. Yeah, and I've, I'll ruin a dinner just by being like, you're going to have such good poops. This is so high fiber. <laughs> So good for you. And Nick just doesn't listen to me when we talk anymore. <laughs> I was wondering who was going to mention poop first. I guess we already talked about it. Invariably, it'll be me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's... You so love fiber. Fiber I do. is I feel important. Like that's a good gauge of your health. That's how you know that you're healthy. If everything is And being constipated is not comfortable. It is not. Always bring it back. <laughs> it's On not theme. a good thing. But yes, the fiber is good. The fiber will make you feel good. 
I'll stop talking about fiber. Oh, no, please. <laughs> Talk could, a lot about fiber and poop. You could do a second theme show, and I'll just kill it with fiber. All right. Okay, we we'll, put a, we'll put a content warning in front of our next <laughs> one that a, we do with Emily. We can do a scatological lady. episode. Yeah, see. Talk about poop health. Yeah, what, put, get Dr. Oz on here. Tell us what a poop is supposed to look like. <laughs> if I get Dr. Oz in a room, I will punch him in the face. That's like, a great idea. Not. That'd be a good He's podcast. So baffling. I don't understand. Sometimes I actually kind of am into it where he's like, I'm going to destigmatize some of the gross things in your body. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about it with Oprah. So then everyone knows that like it's okay to fart or whatever. <laughs> it is? It happens. Or... <laughs> but then like uh. he just... Katie, don't make fart noises on the podcast. It's an audio media. Just one. <laughs> Just one fart noise. Oh, God. <laughs> but, uh, but then, like, he also peddles a whole bunch of bullshit. Well, that's what people want. They want someone to be reassuring and tell them it's all going to be okay. If you just take this weird green tea extract, you're going to be thin and happy and everything's going to be fine. It's, he's just, he's very reassuring. That's what yeah. people want. I just don't know how green tea is going to fix my problems with my father. It will. You just aren't taking enough. <laughs> if you have enough green tea, you won't have any problems anymore. Yeah. That's, that's a fact. I think that's the solution. I think yeah. that's science. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Oz, basic science facts. Yep. He's a doctor. He's a real doctor. <laughs> He's a world-class cardiologist, actually. So oh. it's all the worse that well, he's such a shill. Oh, I mean, I guess do what you want, but yes. <laughs> it's working out for it him. just kind of makes me cranky. Maybe I'm jealous. Maybe I actually just want to be Dr. Oz. Maybe. It does seem like a pretty You probably look gig. really good in scrubs. <laughs> I do look very good in scrubs. They're also a very comfortable pants. They are. <laughs> you know, I've it's been... like pajamas for professional doctors. I've been lobbying for a long time to just make scrubs business casual. <laughs> it's like if you work in a health adjacent field, you should be allowed to wear scrubs yes. 100% of the time. I walk by people. I work near a hospital. Um, technically in a hospital, but it's a building beside the hospital. And I go to the cafeteria all the time. And there's people in scrubs. And I think I could be that. But I can't because I work at a computer. And that is unfair and it's a... Yeah, you don't even have to talk to people. No, I try not to. And I should be able to wear scrubs. You should. Let's uh, let's lobby for this. Yeah. Let's... We should. Yeah. Yeah, come on. I'm gonna... Scrubs for everyone. Mm. I'm going to drink the rest of this rosé and email my boss. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. Let's scrubs, do it. Scrubs. Live. Scrubs. 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 Yes, I would like some scrubs. <laughs> scrubs are some clothes that could get somewhere from me. <laughs> Sorry, TLC. <laughs> oh, oh, my <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, you never ask me what I like to eat when I'm sad. What do you I, like to eat when you're sad? Yeah. What do I like to eat when I'm sad? Uh, when I'm hungover, my favorite thing to eat in the world is original flavor, uh, racist named oriental Ichiban soup oh, with, with green good. onions chopped up into it. That's my favorite thing to eat when I'm hungover, which is not that often these days because I get really bad hangovers and I hate them and they're the worst. Which is why I am not getting my own wine refilled right now. Um, but if I am very sad, oh, the wor- the thing that I can't stop eating. See, the thing is, is, I'm not a big sweet tooth person. I like a sweet food, but I can say I'm good if someone's got the donuts out or cake or pie or whatever. I'm like, I'm fine. But if you show me a pile of Cool Ranch flavored Doritos, oh. mm, I can't not. Did you have the Doritos Locos Taco? I have not. I'm afraid that I, once I cross that threshold, I will never come back. That I will just transfigure myself into, uh, (laughs) like, uh, a piece of clip art on the dollar menu at Taco Bell. 
I think that that's truly what I ought to be like, just a, like a mascot for Taco Bell or something. But so I better not. But I'm, I think about it a lot. I think Emily, about it a lot. Have you had this taco? Please come and tell us about this taco. I have. And the only reason that I have is because there are no Taco Bells in Vancouver or in the surrounding area. So to get my Doritos Locos Taco, I had to drive to Cloverdale, 45 minutes away. And um, I, I did. I ate it in my car. And it was amazing. <laughs> it was so good. My parents live in Cloverdale. Yeah, so does, does Nick's parents live. Oh, his parents live in Cloverdale. So they weren't home yet, and we got we got our Doritos Locos tacos, and I ate mine in the car. But my husband ate his in, at the table like a civilized human being. <laughs> this Loser! Save my life. Because <laughs> so you, you also get that they have these twisties that are coated in cinnamon sugar. <sighs> so these crunchy twisties and. They also, uh, sorry, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm a sad She keeps looking at me and my eyes are just like widening with possibilities. Like these are things I've never considered. Road, you need to take a road trip to Cloverdale. I'll Nobody's to ever Cloverdale. said that, but you got to take a road I'll trip take to Cloverdale. Baby, let's go to Cloverdale. Oh my God. <laughs> let's take this podcast on the road. I was going to say we could do an on location. <laughs> it would just be crunching well, like the, great... a, the worst ASMR thing in the world. <laughs> but the best thing about it is it's a KFC Taco Bell, which is, <gasps> I didn't know they had a combination. KFC and Taco Bell. I thought it was oh, just yeah. Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Oh, have you heard that German kids song? I'm uh, at the Pizza Hut, I'm at the Taco Bell. The Pizza Hut, the Pizza Hut. Kentucky, Kentucky Fried Chicken and a Pizza, pizza Hut. Uh, pizza McDonald's. Hut. McDonald's. Yeah. McDonald's. <laughs> yes. I used to sing that at camp. It's a, um, I didn't know it was German? a German song. Yeah, it's a, it's like it's a, a lot kid less song. And it gets most real German sort of folk songs. techno y. Um, <laughs> I played it for a long time and then I was no longer allowed to play it at home. Oh yeah, we used to sing that at camp, and we had hand motions. Oh, and so okay, so it's the very beginning of Super Size Me. Is that song really is it the really? Morgan Spurlock movie? Yeah. Oh my goodness, <laughs> you're looking up. I swear to God. Because okay, so we used to do hand motions at camp, and this so a, a Pizza Hut was a square. You draw a square, Pizza oh. Hut, a Pizza Hut, and then you do Kentucky Fried Chicken. Army you flap hat, your flap arms. arms. I didn't know this. And was a Pizza a thing Hut, and then you about. would do McDonald's, McDonald's. and you draw the gold. Golden arches and big stretch your oh, yeah. arms, and then Kentucky Fried Chicken, and then a square Pizza Hut, and so you would do that uh -huh. as an, and you would also bend your knees at the same time. So they were telling us about all the amazing fast food and making us do exercise. That's clever. Like what a scheme. Um, who is it? Yeah, it's it's a song. It's a, it's a song. It's a real song. We've all heard it. Oh, yeah, but it's like a German... Why do you think it's German? <laughs> because the, it is, it is, I swear. It's... Okay, you're all getting spammed with this video when I get home, but it's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it on our blog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've got to do a roundup of everything that gets mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> so... Those are those are our comfort foods. We talk about food a lot because we love to eat. Mm -hmm. And that's great. It's good to admit it because, like, I hate it when... This sounds really, really bitter, and it is a little bit, but there's, like, this real Hollywood convention of very slender people talking about how they love to eat a bunch of shit all the time, and I don't buy it. I don't fucking buy it. They're over 30. They work out. They eat kale. They steam shit. <laughs> They've got a personal trainer. They're hanging out with Tracy Anderson and Gwyneth Paltrow. Like, we're eating the real stuff. We're wearing the stretch pants to prove it. <laughs> we represent, is all I'm saying. We are authentic eaters and loungers. And, uh, you know, the first time I ever saw Hedonism Bot on the on Futurama was, like, such a spiritual moment for me. I'm like, that's that's what I worship. That's, like, my... 
That's my figurehead of my religion, basically, is a golden man permanently reclining and eating robotic grapes saying, mm, I apologize for nothing. <laughs> I love it. It's basically the greatest thing ever. So there was um, the Food Bloggers of Canada conference was this past, the week, a week ago. And they had, I'm just, I dick around on Twitter all the time. And so I think I was on You're the bus. You're working. It's no, work. No, no, not really. <laughs> okay. So I was on the bus and just reading my Twitter feed and they were live tweeting this one, I don't know if it was a guy, but I'm just going to say it, this one guy who was talking about, so when you're writing your blog, you want to write your best lifestyle because people are reading you for the lifestyle. And so that's what these people are selling. They're selling this lifestyle where you eat kale and you'll be thin and beautiful and you'll have a glow. And so that's what it, that's what it is. It's not about the food at all with these, with these bloggers who are all about steaming shit, as you say. <laughs> And so, yeah, I feel like my whole goal in life is to be an anti-hero lifestyle-wise. You are. So just... Uh, the hero Gotham needs. So if you're like, you got to sell your best lifestyle. No, I'm going to sell your worst lifestyle and you can be better than me. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. <laughs> you can do better than this. <laughs> That's so wonderful. That's, yeah. it's, you know, honestly, like reading the things that you write is really comforting for me. And it's not like, oh my God, Emily's such a wreck or anything like that. It's just like, <laughs> thank God I'm not the only one. Like, it's so edifying to hear like, oh, I, I, yeah, I went and had some deep fried ham after work today because it was a really rough week. And it was good like, ham. And it was good ham. And now I feel better because all the dopamine is like flooding my brain from this salty, delicious ham fandango, as I have previously dubbed it. Yeah. And um, I think that that's really, it's really, it is, it's a, it's a comforting thought to me because I am constantly comparing myself to people on the internet. Like we are in the age of social media and I hate to be like that person that's like, we're all on our phones and blah, blah, blah. But I'm constantly being inundated with people who are showing me their, you know, their, their highlight reel of their lives. And you never well, see the B roll that's like fall into the ground. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Let me be your B roll. But it, no, it's true though. There is this. It, People want to scroll through a feed and see something beautiful and a fucking smoothie bowl. Oh my! What is that? Put it in a glass. It's it's cold. You're just gonna drink it soup with shit sprinkled on top. Chia seeds. The first yeah. time that I saw the smoothie bowl, I was so confused. This is like, why are and you like, eating that with a straw? I'm a I'm a like I'm a green juice person. I'm a smoothie person. I will pay money yeah. for that, even though, but then I suddenly learned that I can make it myself, yeah. and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> For, like, really cheap. <laughs> but then it's like, why would you put it in a bowl so that you could put, like, extra crunchy things on top to kind of, like, yeah, spoon but it in like it's almost like the milk for your granola. But that's gross. Isn't that so I'm gross? I'm making a gnarly face. You can't see yeah, it, but I'm very yeah. sour. I think, why not just drink the smoothie and take a handful of hemp seeds and just... Just eat them Toss like... Them back. You know just that you chips. can put hemp seeds in a smoothie, and if you put it in a blender, they just... But it doesn't look as smug if you don't put it on top and then it's Instagram not like, it. It doesn't look like a, a fruit clock or something. Like It's mm. just like, ooh, yeah, there's you kiwi gotta, at 12. Yeah, and... you got to line up all the things so people know how good you are. Yeah, I, w <laughs> I would rather have my fruit in my body than garnishing my dish. Yeah. <laughs> I like to... Then you're doing it wrong. You know, what, doing makes, it wrong. You know what makes me feel really good, though, is when I look at those Instagrams and, and things of like, oh, so perfect, and look at my these Pilates <laughs> and all that stuff. I'm thinking like... You're shitting right now as I'm looking at this. Like, you're shitting six times a day. Guaranteed you're <laughs> shitting right now. And I'm using my time for things that are way more fun than just, like, pooping out kale and quinoa. 
You gotta and I'm find really grateful them. for that. You gotta look up Deliciously Stella. Oh, it's the best Instagram I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, she's, she's a Scottish lady, and she's oh, excellent. I'm sold already. <laughs> yeah, so she's a comedian. She's a Scottish comedian, and um, she's a lifestyle Instagrammer. Um, so she, during the peak of berry season, there was a picture of her hand in a bush with those Haribo uh, black berry things. Candy um, berries. Yeah, she tweets about, like, clean eating and... Uh, yeah, it's, like it's, uh, like picture two beautiful symmetrical hands holding a giant chocolate Costco muffin, like, and then, like clean eating hashtag uh, live forever. <laughs> yeah, and then she'll she'll have just food all over her face. <laughs> yeah, she's she's great. I highly recommend her. Hashtag she's a, inner glow. <laughs> yeah, she's a spoof of these these that's healthy a, clean living. That's amazing. That's she is, and she's, she's our kind funny. of our mascot basically. I think yeah. is deliciously Stella because you know we all eat healthy things mostly. Like we eat vegetables like all the time. A yeah. lot of vegetables, a lot of whole grains. You know what I learned. When <laughs> I just wagged my finger at Emily very <laughs> like, sternly, oh no! <laughs> but no, this is not a revelation to you because I because I kind of I learned it from you. I learned it from, from watching, watching you. <laughs> oh, you, you know screwed. what? <laughs> Fucking roast your vegetables. Yeah, it's the don't, easiest way to do don't it. Boil don't boil them. No, don't boil them. This is in England in the fifties. <laughs> but like my whole family is from Scottish and Dutch background. Like you boil all the shit. And it can be super delicious to have tasty boiled things, but, like, yep. you need stuff that can take being boiled, like a good root vegetable. Yeah, but you can roast root vegetables. And they're amazing. Yes, they are. But, like, maybe some of the stuff doesn't need to be boiled all the time, so, like, a mm. roasted cauliflower is kind of my favorite fucking jam right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a boiled cauliflower is just a wet little fart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks like a fart. It, it tastes like a fart. Like a little fart. It cloud. smells like a fart. <laughs> It literally looks like a it stem looks like a with a fart cloud. cloud. <laughs> fuck, fuck, steamed and boiled cauliflower. <laughs> fuck them. Yeah, but roasted cauliflower, delicious. Oh, good. I will from, eat an entire from Nuba? cauliflower. I have done that before, <laughs> which for is sure. still fart city, even if you. Oh, I don't yeah, give yeah. a shit though. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. amazing. Yeah, but so like just. Roast them. Brussels sprouts that everyone's like, oh, I hate Brussels sprouts because no, you family. Hate. It's like you hate boiled vegetables. Toss, you them, hate toss gray them with Brussels like sprouts, yeah. one strip of bacon. Like that. But, okay, the again, whole vegetarian partner. Yep. Butter. Walnuts. Butter. Walnuts yeah. and butter. Butter. A little bit of applewood smoked cheddar. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Maybe a little cherry vinegar on there. That's the mm. Good stuff. Yeah, mm. that stuff's good. Uh, mm. uh, uh. Yeah. So just like actually cook things right yep. and they're delicious mm-hmm. and, and what's you, ridiculous is it's so easy it's you just it's lazier to do it that way because you just <laughs> put it in the oven the oven does the work and then you look like a hero yeah which that's what anyone wants yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yep, yep, yep. i love it yeah so we don't we don't we're not like living in a bucket of chicken or anything like that but we don't not do that you know no. nothing is forbidden no and i think that's really important raisins are forbidden Especially in baked goods. Oh, God, yeah. You liar. <laughs> You're a liar. You're lying about being chocolate chips. I'm being an unpopular opinion person. I really like raisins and baked goods. <laughs> what are your feelings about bananas and green peppers? Because I need to know if we can still talk. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Like, together? <laughs> no, in general. Oh, I dislike I, bananas. Okay. I, I love bananas. I'm okay with them in things. Why do you like, not I like, like a banana bread or like half a banana in a smoothie, but by themselves, they kind of taste like feet. Are, yeah, they're disgusting. I learned that Joanna Newsom, the heart player, oh. she doesn't believe that bananas exist, apparently. I support <laughs> this is the that. Thing. She's like, 
people eat these like weird fruits like bananas. Bananas not a weird fruit though. No, to me it's like it's a portable snack because no, it comes in its I own hate case. It. I don't like the way they smell. It's not even the way they taste. I hate the way they smell. And I whenever someone opens one on the bus, I want them dead. What? Yeah. Well, I want them literally dead. <laughs> oh my god! I want to kill them with my hands. No, but like fake banana smell is almost my most favorite thing. Remember when you banana used to candies. get when you used to get an ear infection as a kid? Ooh, penicillin, liquid Pen- penicillin, liquid Ooh, penicillin blah. that had the fake banana flavor. That is my shit. No. I did like that as a kid, but the I don't like it The fake banana marshmallow candies. I still like those. Right? But then but a real banana is maybe difficult to discern, but I love a good banana. I don't like the way they smell. They're so powerful. And they permeate. So when I was little, my dad made most of our lunches, and my dad would put... I think we were maybe poor. So my dad would put a <laughs> banana in our lunch, and it was a little spotty and brown. And so... He would wrap everything in plastic and then put it in my lunch bag and the banana would permeate the lunch bag, everything in the lunch bag and everything that would follow in the lunch bag for the remainder of the year. Uh. And there was a kid, I remember in grade one, who would break into the, the coat room while we were all at recess and steal people's lunches and she never stole mine. And that's how I know they're disgusting and I hate them. I have never loved you more. <laughs> this is wonderful. And then I remember one day I was with Nick and he got really mad about bananas. I can't even remember what we were talking about. But he described it as a potassium potassium mushcock. And I was like, <laughs> yes. That, that's why you're married, right? Is because yeah, of your mutual hatred of bananas. We do not tolerate bananas in our home. But oh, that's um, awesome. Wow. Does, does Hunter like bananas? He does, but he's he's young. He doesn't know anything yet. He's just he's stupid. He's not fully formed. <laughs> Potassium mushcock. Just imagine the texture in your mouth. It's just it's glop. Glide is glop. It's not comforting. Not into it. You're too. I find it. I find it really comforting. What? No. No. Oh no. It takes all kinds. It's two against one over here. It takes all kinds. Just don't open a banana in the in the quiet key. I guess this is what like people with (laughs) ideological differences have to do. They have to overcome them and learn to get along. Agree to disagree about bananas (laughs) and avocados. Avocado. No, I love avocados. Okay. <laughs> That's a step too far. Yeah. I don't know. So, and you're not into green peppers either. No, they're not ripe. They're just not ripe. <laughs> they're just not ripe. See, I don't like a red pepper. Oh no. What? No, no. It's not that. It's not anything against a red pepper, but a red pepper is like the loudest person at a party. It just gets into everything. Like, n- it's not a subtle flavor. It yeah. overtakes everything. It's like, hey world, here I am. I'm a red pepper, and it's in. It's just in it, like red pepper hummus doesn't taste anything like chickpeas. Okay, yeah, no, it has its place. There's context for these things. You yeah. can't just, like, throw a red pepper into something. Like, you have to be intentional. Yes. <laughs> this is important. But do not put a green pepper in it, or I'll be really pissed. <laughs> I'm okay with green peppers no. sometimes. No, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I just, like, in the South, like, when I was in the South, it's, like, in their sort of mirepoix. Uh, and that's kind of, it just, like, is part of the flavor, and it doesn't overtake in like it does here, I think. People put raw rib, green peppers and things, and that's horrid. You were the first person to say mirepoix on this podcast, and I'm surprised. Are you <laughs> really? going to be me. I said, I, I've said rue and mirepoix. I'm putting in silent X's everywhere. I know. I thought I was going to say the first mirepoix. I introduced Ed to, we've been fishing a lot lately, and... Uh, he's a been, pescatarian, Yeah, I he's guess. a pescatarian, yes. So we've been, uh, we've been making fish head soup. Oh yeah, and just like fish Roly stock and stuff, and I, I found <laughs> yes, and I found myself saying like, "Oh, I'm just gonna make the mirepoix, and we'll do this." And he's like, "What the fuck are you saying? You sound like an asshole." <laughs> <laughs> he's not wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong. I'm like, "Oh, onions and carrots and celery." He's like, "Thank you." <laughs> no, it's totally a mirepoix, but in the south, it's the Trinity. It's because it's yeah. mirepoix is carrots. 
Yeah, yeah. so they use green peppers instead. Yeah. And it's technically a sofrito as well. Oh, Ooh. good to know. I was only in the South for like a week and a half one time, which was pretty pretty fun. Pretty racist. For the record, you know the, the perception of the South as being a racist place? Yep. Mm. Yep. I just want to believe it's not true. I want to believe New, the internet is telling New Orleans me that. was really cool, um, and it's a very mixed up place, and there's all kinds of people, and I'm sure there is racism there, but people are a little bit more subtle about it, whereas in Alabama, oh boy, <laughs> nope, <laughs> real bad times. So you've made clear you're Canadian in, uh, the, in the podcast. Yeah, well, we've said Vancouver, I think. We are Canadian. Vancouver, Canada, not Vancouver, <laughs> Washington. That's the fake Vancouver. There's only like 20,000 people there. It's got a landfill, and then you go to Portland. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just, I've only it's been not down even Vancouver. It's just not Portland. <laughs> it's literally just over a bridge. Yeah, I think I've driven through it. I feel really bad for Vancouver, Washington. Sorry, Vancouver, Washington. But apparently, it is the best place to live if you are a like tax dodger oh, type person yeah. because Washington has no property tax mm-hmm. and Oregon has no sales tax. So if you live in Vancouver, Washington, you, you live the there, tax. <laughs> and then you go shopping in Portland, which is right over a bridge. It's, yeah. like, super awesome. So Crafty. as a liber, I think all libertarians should live in Vancouver, Washington. Oh, yeah. Get them all taxes. in there in one place and shut and then the we fuck can, up. And then we can just do all the business of building roads and yeah. hospitals. <laughs> you guys can all fillet Rand Paul. God, can you... Let's vote a guy for president who's named after Ayn Rand. Great, great times. Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah, right. That's what he's named after. Oh, Ayn Rand. And it, I never put that together, but you're right. You're yep. right. Yeah. It's got good hair, though. I'll give him that. Uh, eh. <laughs> it just kind of looked puby. It's like a brillo. <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable. Oh, <laughs> let's scale it back. No more libertarians. <laughs> it's not that, excuse me, talking about this makes me uncomfortable, but just like that whole ideology makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> Oh, you don't like objectivism, Chris? No, I'm a total socialist. Oh, yeah, that's true. We are very, yeah, let's just declare that right now. We're We're about as far left as it gets. And far left for Canada. Yeah, even for Canada. Mm -hmm. Tom Mulcair would look at us and be like, whoa, slow it down. I literally met Tom Mulcair at a breakfast. And we were at the NDP (laughs) convention, and I went to the youth breakfast, because apparently youth in politics is under 30. Ooh. Which is great. Which so I've we are just, not. Well, I, I did it a couple years ago. Right. I met him. Now I've already crossed the cusp. I'm not, I'm no longer a young worker in my union. I'm no oh. longer a young worker in the NDP. That's it's why kind you of, work with older people. You're it's a weird, a young worker. yeah, it's a weird milestone though, but they still try to recruit me as a youth. Oh, They're okay. like youth today. And I'm like, well, I don't relate to that or you. <laughs> <laughs> I met Tom Mulcair and he was very sweet. But he dodged a lot of my questions about like, hey, so I have this really socialist idea for like healthcare and harm reduction. And he was like, uh-huh, so I would totally support evidence-based. Anyway, next question. <laughs> he just, I'm in a group photo hugging him like he's a big grandpa teddy bear. And it's the sweetest. He just seemed like a really cool dad. Mm-hmm. Like, he I looked would like, like my dad, I wanted honestly. to read me a story. Mm-hmm. And comfort me. He looks, like a, he looks like a slightly smaller, grumpy version of my own dad. Okay, so we just devolved into Canadian politics for we context. Go. We just had a big election. And elected someone with genuinely very nice hair, not mm-hmm. like Rand Paul. I'm not attracted to him. I'm not either, but he has mm-hmm. nice hair. Mm-hmm. Does he? You know what? He looks like my first boyfriend a lot. Mm. Yeah, and not that's not great. Yeah, I d- maybe I'm old-fashioned, but I just don't want to see my Prime Minister's nipples. 
You know? Yeah. Like, if we had seen Stephen Harper's nipples, I oh, wouldn't God. be the person I am today. Ew, I bet he has, like, weird pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> no body shaming, Chris. I know, but I hate Wait Stephen Harper so let's, much. Let's just body shame Stephen Harper for a few seconds. I bet he's got, like, robot nipples. That yeah. like, I bet at the nipples. end of the day, he takes off his hair, like, and it makes, like, a... Sound he's, as he's if like it were like a Lego, Lego helmet. Guys, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so he's like he, his lips are just made of hot dogs. Yeah, so like every time I see Justin Trudeau, I'm like, I've seen your nipples, and I feel <laughs> weird about it. Because... I hear he does hair commercials in Japan. Yeah, no, it's not okay. I feel weird about it. Maybe, I'm, maybe this is this is me aging, and I'm becoming a prude. I don't want to see his nipples. Is how I'm gonna be. We've seen our we've seen our new prime minister shirtless uh, in a boxing match. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a tattoo. That's He's moving back into his parents' as, house. <laughs> as we millennials age into politics, but I just feel like I don't want to know about your nipples mm-hmm. if you're the prime minister. Like, I could be prime minister because my nipples aren't on the internet. So, Yet. No, they won't be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing a I wish genie I could bra say, because things are not where they're supposed to be. <laughs> I wish I could say that I'm sure my nipples are not on the internet, but I can't mm. say that. <laughs> well, I look forward to being your leader. <laughs> Thank you. I would totally, totally, totally vote for you if it was Prime oh, Minister. There's other things on the Food internet. Food security. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we would all be fed. We would all be fed. Yeah. Um, you actually... We would have a lot more buses. Yeah. <laughs> One bus for every person who yes. wants to take the bus, please. No, that seems like really anti... Oh, we could have three people on the bus. You do one in the front, one in the middle, one in the back. That's, that's technically you're yeah, in an HOV lane. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. As long as you have one other person in your car in Canada, you're considered a carpool. I know. Yeah, when I when I drive with my toddler in the back seat, we're carpooling. It's like he's not like he can go with anyone else. Do you do you so ever he put, can take himself? Yeah. Do you ever put your first husband, um, Peter Pecker, in the front seat? To, no, like, he died. He, he deflated in an untimely. <laughs> There was another one, but he also <laughs> he also died. Yeah, not a great like, life cycle for the male blow-up doll. No, I feel like okay. So I have I have this problem. Sing an elegy for Peter Pecker. Oh. <laughs> we just crossed ourselves. <laughs> so I recently I got my shoes fixed. I went to the shoe repair place and had all of my shoes fixed. And the man lectured me because I'm not careful with my things. Every single pair was just. In tatters. And I fixed them last year. I fixed them every single year. And I felt like that is a metaphor for my life. Everything I own, I just wear to death. All mm. of my blow-up dolls have popped. All of my shoes are in tatters. All of my leggings <laughs> have holes in them. I'm falling apart, but... <laughs> but you're beautiful. I'm mostly content. <laughs> it's, it's beautifully falling apart, though. Yeah. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Why. Boy, did we get off on a tangent. With politics and Portland and blow-up dolls. Yeah, but it's all... It's all good. We're very comfortable with each other. Oh, no, I just poured all the wine into my wine. Uh Uh-oh. Have some wine. Whoa. (laughs) Have some all over yourself. Mm. Thank you. It's all good. Okay, so this is a messy podcast. Yeah, we're a little sloppy. You know what? It's the end of the week. It's not not early in the day. It's late in the evening, in fact. And, uh... We've so, all done some you know what? It's, we've all done some things. It's a bit of a shit show. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Uh, what else have you got to do? Yeah. You don't have anything better. Do you listen to us? <laughs> yeah. We so decided <laughs> to, yeah, come here, blow off some steam, have a little bit of a hangout, hang out with a friend of ours that we don't actually get to see in person Just ever. avatars, really. Yeah. 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 So, communicate almost exclusively through Twitter. Yeah. So what a fucking delight to have you here today and actually get to hang out and, Thank yeah. You. We had talked about... We've talked about a lot of things today. We talked about our physical comfort, like how we like to dress, the things we like to put inside of our bodies to make us feel good and comfortable oh and loved. 
Not like dicks or things, but like, I literally just meant food, but I can see why you went there, because that was not specific. I meant food things in your body, which make you feel good. But there are a lot of other things you can put in your body and make you feel good. Just ask the internet. (laughs) We've talked about our comfort in our households, in our relationships. Um, Yeah. What What else can we touch on? That's about it, hey? I don't know. I feel like this is like... Inspiring to other people. I feel so shy. <laughs> You're flushed with a great deal of wine right now. I do. This is so amazing. <laughs> this is I just so good. Feel, I just feel like I could really give a message to people. Where, you know, like, I think the message is that you need to lower your standards <laughs> and just embrace stretch fibers, reject waistbands, just open your life to breathable cotton <laughs> and lycra. <laughs> the fabric of our lives. <laughs> lycra, likewise. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There's our next sponsor. There's our tagline. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think that really talking about Deliciously Stella was a great a great idea mm-hmm. because she really kind of embodies what we're trying to do where, the, you know, like we do care about being healthy. We care about putting nutrients into our bodies but and I to move rather, around. I just, would rather cook amazing food because I love cooking yeah. and I love caring for people mm-hmm. and I love making stuff that tastes delicious. Yep. And I would rather exercise because I love moving my body and it yep. feels fucking joyous Absolutely. and it makes me feel good and less stressed out. But I don't want to worry too much about like diet and exercise. Yeah, I think you should have a sense of humor and a sense of fun and health will follow that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's nothing With the occasional roasted cauliflower. Because if you're miserable, it doesn't matter how many smoothie bowls you're having or how many coffee enemas you're giving yourself in the morning. <laughs> It, it's no way to live if you feel pressure to just constantly be performing to like a Pinterest or inter- Instagram perfection. I don't think that that's the way to go. So I think all three of us work really hard to try to show the authenticity of our lives, which is very multifaceted. You know, we are drinking lots of wine on a Friday night in our stretch pants. And getting kind of stupid. And getting a little <laughs> stupid. But, you know, we go to our jobs. We care for the people we love. We work towards goals and all that kind of stuff. And it's, you can't do that with pleasure and with joy in your heart if you're constantly comparing yourself to, you know, the coffee enema, smoothie bowl, chia pudding set. Mm-hmm. And uh, if your no, waist is constricted by buttons. If you're wearing a belt at this time of night. You're a fool. (laughs) (laughs) You deserve to be miserable. (laughs) No, you don't. Take off that belt, put on your stretchy pants, put on your Netflix, and chill the fuck out. Netflix and chill should be more of like a self-love thing as opposed to like a hooking up and fucking thing, shouldn't it? Yeah, I feel like that ruined it because I was like, that's my life is Netflix and chill, but like on separate couches. Yeah, well, we're actually Netflix and chilling. We're not Netflix and quotes in the air chill maybe that's because we're old because like we're very direct like netflix and uh, i'll give you a, a very half-assed blowjob or something <laughs> i will regard you from the other couch <laughs> that's much less effort hello sir hello yes. sir <laughs> yes we are married indeed quite yes we're still together <laughs> Somehow. but mad men is on and we will reconnect in three hours <laughs> When I'm ready to not compare you to Don Draper's chiseled jaw. Mm. Yeah. He's a dad bod. I I love Don Draper. (laughs) (laughs) He's emotionally distant. John's a dad bod. (laughs) Yes. 
<laughs> he's always just uncomfortable. I get him. He's never yeah. wearing stretchy pants. He's never wearing stretchy pants, but yeah. Except for when he does the yoga. I'm not there yet. Spoiler alert. I'm so close. I have ten episodes I'm left. I'm so sorry. That's okay. I can edit this you out. You ruined it. The John, John Draper does yoga. You can't edit it out of my mind. Oh, no. <laughs> it's there forever. That's okay. I'll... I've got, like, a weird I know thing. it's coming. <laughs> so, what, are, what, is our conc- what is our concluding thought for this podcast? Oh, and I think... I think that what we've really established here is that we deserve to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't need to punish ourselves to be a certain kind of person. There is a lot of I don't want to bring in moderation to it because even moderation Oh, that's an oppressive tool. Yeah, it's so <laughs> oppressive. It is. I think it's like you can find joy in the messiness of life. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And it it's has actually to be messy sometimes. And it's so fun. Yeah. Sometimes you fuck up. And you just get to enjoy stuff, and then it's not even actually a fuck-up, because you're like, oh, actually, we're having way more fun than if we did this thing that we planned to do, mm-hmm. and yeah. then we just went off the rails. And you and have a good story. That's a bit meta. <laughs> you said that while you were looking at our plan for this episode. <laughs> I said that we would have a structure, and then we could deviate from we the structure. Kick it to the curb. Yeah. And that's what we kind of did, and kind of didn't, and, mm-hmm. uh, and you know what? It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. We got to we got to hang out. Yeah, Emily, do you feel good <laughs> about putting this out on the internet? <laughs> yeah. Well, have you seen my Twitter feed? It's mm-hmm. just me falling apart every single day. <laughs> Is there anything else that you would like to either promote? Uh, we should probably do this at the beginning because by the end we're going to just be fine. Yeah, like, what is what is the thing that I did that I had to tell people about? So you've got your cookbook, <laughs> yeah, well yeah, fed, flat broke. It's fucking what awesome. Press, put that out again. Arsenal Pulp Press. Mm-hmm. Thank you, They're Arsenal a local Press. independent publisher mm-hmm. and they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of excellent, um, really different titles that are outside the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, and where would you recommend people pick up your book if they were to go out and purchase it? I would recommend that you find your local independent bookseller. Like a Pulp Fiction? A Pulp Fiction. I like Book Warehouse. Ooh, a Book um, Warehouse. Book Warehouse is actually my favorite because they're really nice to me. <laughs> I used to um, work at a Book Warehouse. Oh, really? <laughs> they're so nice. They used to... Because I always, I always I go in like every day just to see what new, what new things Is my have. book there? Okay, bye. I actually do. I just move it up to the top like every day. And I think they're starting to be like... Oh, it's her again. Because it used to follow me around like I was stealing. Because I have this big purse, and I would just always just go into the back, because that's where the cookbooks are. <laughs> and so they would follow me, and now we're friends. They don't follow me anymore. Just like, <laughs> so now you can steal as many books as you want. <laughs> All the books. Oh, what are you doing for Christmas? <laughs> books for everybody. Stealing from my local independent bookseller. <laughs> Failing that, though. Um, Amazon is okay, I guess. Um, and also it's available in many grocery stores, which makes me feel good. Well, that's fantastic. Nice. It's in Costco. It's in, uh, what? It's in... you're in Costco. You made it. Yeah, I know. Holy shit. <laughs> Next to the giant, like Kirkland tub of jelly belly. And, yeah, and 10,000 Dan Brown books. Yep. All of your Dan skin underpants and my cookbook. <laughs> it's literally the underpants I'm wearing right now. Are you kidding? Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> oh, we Costco, didn't even talk about underpants. our comfortable underpants. <laughs> No underpants. Oh. I'm just not wearing any underpants. I'm wearing really jendies. <laughs> Are they yes. the jean underpants? <laughs> you would think they're just gigantic underpants. <laughs> Big pants. In case you were wondering, comfort is not sexy. <laughs> People still touch our bodies sometimes. They, <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> they will do what they need to do. <laughs> Yeah, so Jendies are giant underpants. Um, and are you sponsored by them? 
Yes, well-fed fat folks, sponsored by Jundies. <laughs> You're going to need them. <laughs> Just tuck everything in <laughs> under your ribs. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, so. Um, delightful. Yes, yeah, so you can buy it in a lot of places. And you should buy it for your loved ones for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Please do. It's, I've honestly gotten so much inspiration just from your blog. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and I've cooked, especially your, speaking of cauliflower, your cauliflower mac and cheese. That's a good one. I make one. that on the regular. It's reasonably healthy. <laughs> Mix cauliflower with macaroni. And white sauce. <laughs> and white sauce with chestnuts. Who would have fucking thought? Hazelnuts. Oh. That too. Oh, you can use chestnuts. You can. You can do whatever you I'm want. I'm pretty sure that I knew that that's what it was, but... Uh, Here we are. Whatever. I'm going to go home and try it with chestnuts because I think that sounds me. amazing. <laughs> And, like, a little bit of nutmeg and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. It's like I just didn't even know that that was a thing that you could do. I've been My next project is actually a Dutch cookbook. I haven't sold it to anyone yet, but I'm working on it. And uh, nutmeg is the dominant spice mm. in everything. Can you teach me how to make stroopwafels? Yes. All right, I'm yes. coming over. A, right yeah. now. Let's go. <laughs> okay, so look forward to Emily's next cookbook. <laughs> Pass the duchy oh. on the left-hand side. Oh, no. <laughs> no, not that. Okay, not that title. <laughs> Um, we have to promote some stuff, I suppose, if you would okay. like to email us. At seahagspodcast at gmail.com. And we're not sure what we're going to do with it, but we're calling it the Sea Hags Mailbag. So oh, I like it. submit things to that if you actually want to like ask some questions, if you have a story of weird stuff to tell, if you relate to any of the stuff that we've been talking about on the podcast. If you'd like any kind of life advice, I do actually have a background in counseling, but not officially, so <laughs> I can give you good advice, but if you follow it and hurt yourself, please don't blame me. Yeah, we'll disclaimer any self-help that we do. Of course. But, like, I just like the idea of just, like, oh, I heard what you were talking about, about fried ham, and I also relate, and it's like, please tell us about that. Yeah, <laughs> tell us I about your fried ham experiences. Fried ham enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's a community that's untapped. You Indeed. can start a, you can start a meet, something at meetup.com, maybe, a meet, oh, M-E-A-T, a literal meetup. M-E-A-T-up.com. <laughs> that's a thing, right? No, um, no, it's totally a thing where people talk about like sustainable grass-fed meats and they trade. I'm, I'm going to look quite, up meat meetups. I'm quite certain that meet up like meatup.com is. I could make new friends. A thing, mm-hmm. but like without meat very much effort. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Perfect. And uh, so we're also gonna have a Tumblr. <laughs> Have we, have we, have we, do we have a dedicated Tumblr address yet? No. Okay. I should have researched that before, but well, we will have it and we we'll post, post it, it with this episode yeah. and uh, we'll be posting some other things that we may have referenced in the podcast throughout, like, we'll ever. link, we'll link to your fried ham, uh, place. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, it literally, we're not going to make like a recap blog, but it's just going to be like, Hey, we talked about this particular video and so we're just going to just, like, shove it up on the Tumblr. Oh, I'll send it Fantastic. to you, and you will not be able to get it out of your head. And we'll go to the combination Taco Bell and Pizza Hut. And Pizza, Pizza Hut. Hut. <laughs> Let's go on a road trip with Cloverdale. Next Let's go episode, right now. live from Cloverdale. It's 24 hours. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>